Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, life coach, intuitive reader, energy healer. Let's see what else. Award-winning author, Gemini. I do all the things. Maybe you feel that way too. Maybe you have that Gemini spirit where there's so many things that you want to do and accomplish and experience that you just don't have enough time and often you just feel overwhelmed and then you get stuck and nothing happens. I've been in that place where it's like, well, I, I want to do this, this, and this. And then you're just like, feel paralyzed. And I'll turn on YouTube and watch some stupid videos. <laughs> Lately, I've been going through some stuff and I've allowed myself um, uh, some more, more, I guess it would be kind of trash, trash TV, would it be? Or it's kind of, but it's fun, funny, you know, good, good. Like makes just makes it's kind of good for the soul to just crack up and laugh, right? It's silliness. But today I want to just kind of riff on on something that's been coming up a lot. Uh, women have been reaching out to me, and I've been seeing a lot of things online. And if you happen to be in, in any groups, Facebook groups for you know narcissistic support or watching those videos, how many of us have watched those over, over the years, over and over and over again, you know, going on YouTube or wherever and, and, and watching videos on when we're not in a good relationship or we keep picking the same kind of man over and over and we watch those videos of those experts talking about narcissists and then we, cause we, because we want to know why. And it doesn't have to be a narcissist, but let's say challenging personalities. Dr. Roberta Shaler calls, calls them hijackles because she doesn't want to diagnose anybody. Uh, so she'll just say people with a challenging personality, we call them hijackles. And you may have been one of those uh, women who select these type of, of uh, partners over and over and then are just stunned and confused on why this keeps happening. And I was that, in that space for many, many years, I mean, it's embarrassing to even say how many years, but I, I often, you know, a lot of people will tell me, Marla, the book, you know, because I write memoirs, I've written four memoirs, and I go real deep, nitty gritty and talk about my experiences and the mistakes I've made. And people will say, wow, you really, you know, you're really, you're honesty, you're really, you know, blatant about what you've been through. And, and they do like that. But how are, how are you going to, how am I going to help someone else? How are, is somebody going to relate if I don't go there myself, if I'm going to try to help people. And so I want to share with you, uh, this was um, something I wrote in one of my books. I'm not sure which one it was. It might have been Hearts on the Line. Um, I have four memoirs. I have Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker, Hearts on the Line, and then The Buddha Made Me Do It, A Field Guide to Enlightenment, and The Magic Seeker. So I think this was from Hearts on the Line, but I did... uh, 
post this particular section on on your tango. But I just want to share. Um, well, where is it? Okay. Um, it's it's a. I made it into an article, and it's it's a story, and I just want to share share this. This is called "Hard Lessons from My Marriage to an Unfaithful French Chef." And it's the uh, subtitle is to find the light of love and laughter in life. Sometimes you have to travel through the shadows. And I do talk about, you know, doing our shadow work and traveling through those shadows. And, and just listen to this and see if you can find yourself in this story. This is something that I've went through. And this is a typical story of my life. And, and I've come to realize that um, that is my when coming to this this planet this time around this lifetime my challenge is that we all have challenges some of us it's money always broke or in debt some of us it's health problems always having health challenges mine's relationships and I have to work that out maybe it's karma but there's certain things I've got to work out so this is my uh, story so my whole life revolves around romance dreams and soulmates I marvel when the right biochemistry ignites sparks that become a flame so intense as to burn eternally, when two people allow the most powerful and meaningful emotion to rule their hearts, and then embrace that magical potential where true love will become the torch that lights the course of their future. I am an artist and lovers are my palette, a modern-day Picasso of sorts. You see, I am a matchmaker. People look to me on a daily basis to give them hope that, yes, they too can find their soulmate. My specialized knowledge, however, has been learned in part the hard way. A marriage made in Hollywood. So my first encounter with the illusion of true love occurred when I was a young struggling actress in Hollywood. I had always felt very confident about myself in the looks department and was often asked for my autograph. I signed it Molly Ringwald, and then just kidding. Eyes shining with stars, body surging with hormones. I fell for an incredibly beautiful, charismatic, and talented French chef, Bruno. He had deep green eyes, full pouty lips, and thick chestnut brown hair that fell just above his shoulders in ringlets. I used to love stretching out one and letting it go. Boing! I told my aunt one day, I'm lucky to be with Bruno. I mean, it's amazing I was able to attract such a great-looking guy in the first place. She looked at me like I'd lost my mind. I pretty much had. I had only known him for six adventure-filled months when we got married. I was smitten. Well, he mostly needed a place to crash. Yes, I know, a heartbreak waiting to happen. But it wasn't just his looks I adored. Our wedding in his small village in France was a fairy tale. We posed in the nearby woods where white cyclamen grew wild, my white lace dress rising out of the blossoms, white against white. And the food to Bruno and his wonderful family food was a spiritual experience, savored and revered as an art form. What could go wrong? Well, unfortunately, I didn't realize that the bonfire of my true love needed more fuel than my attraction to a gorgeously chiseled face, a French accent, and his skill at preparing Cookie Saint-Jacques. I was in love, and I thought I understood that the key to having true love in my life was to begin by loving myself. I was pretty sure that I did, but the way I allowed myself to be treated 
suggested otherwise. My beloved didn't think that I was good enough the way I was. In his opinion, I was an uptight ball breaker with hair that was the wrong color. He wanted me to bleach it blonde. Teeth? Not white enough. My nails? Too short. Breasts? Too small. Skin? Yes, skin. Too white. You'd think I was a red-headed albino frog with fangs. I am pale, and my skin burns easily. But Bruno bought me a gift certificate for several sessions at the local tanning salon and started in on the idea of my getting breast implants, threatening divorce if I didn't change right away. My self-esteem imploded, while at the same time, I was also in awe of his confidence. He used to look at himself in the mirror as he was getting ready to go out and declare, God, I'm good looking. And then he would jump on his vintage motorcycle and speed off into the night, often not returning until the next day. Even though I had lost my mind, I had adored hanging out with the Frenchies, as I used to call them. His French friends held garden parties in the evenings, stringing twinkle lights and playing world music. The men and women in cool jeans, cigarettes of tobacco or marijuana at their lips. They talked of their international travel, their easy laughter filling the warm summer nights. I felt like I was in a new world, a secret club with a secret language that I quickly became fluent in as well. They were enlightening, exhilarating, carefree, and completely comfortable in their own skins, which I was trying to be. They lived in a moment. If they felt like making love, they could do so without getting attached. They did it for pure pleasure, something I hadn't quite been able to do. The casual way that the French viewed their bodies intrigued me. Men and women were never embarrassed to slip into a jacuzzi nude together at a party. Women sunbathed topless all the time. It was completely natural to them. Bruno would saunter constantly around the apartment au naturel. He went so far as to answer the door in his birthday suit. Frankly, I was appalled. His best friend James would knock on the door, and there came Bruno, treating his buddy to a full frontal extravaganza and a big bonjour. James wasn't phased in the least. One day, Bruno shocked a pair of Jehovah's Witnesses. Aren't you embarrassed to have your privates on display, I asked. He gestured toward his package and shrugged his shoulders. C'est une partie du corps. It's just a part of the body. You are so uptight, Marla. <laughs> For all the French freedom, I watched the girlfriends and wives as they discovered their young men cheated on them all the time. I couldn't figure out if they were just dumb or if they had their own flings going on. I didn't think I would be, be able to recover from a betrayal. But then it happened to me. I stayed with Bruno after he had an affair with James's sister, who was visiting from France. My self-esteem crashed to a rocky bottom, I thought, but it turned out that I, it could go even lower. Bruno's green card came in the mail after we had been married for three years. What a coincidence that after an hour after it arrived, he told me that he didn't want to be with me anymore. I was so distraught that I went up to Sunset Boulevard to a tattoo parlor blaring guns and roses and subjected myself to modern-day torture by having a tattoo engraved on my left hip with a heart and a dagger through it with the words l'amour, love. I was a mess. I couldn't eat or sleep, and my heart literally felt as it had been pierced by a dagger. I was able to convince him to stay with me after that, but why did I want to hang on to someone who didn't love me? 
I tried changing my personality to be more cool and easygoing. When he was there with his friends, I even, I even walked around the house as nonchalantly as a cigarette dangling from my lips could make me. All I got was a sore throat. After four more years of tears and anguish, we finally parted for good. I packed two suitcases and my three-pound Yorkshire Terrier and moved to Chicago where I had some wonderful friends waiting to uplift and support me. At first, I cried at the sound of a motorcycle or when I would see his favorite yogurt at the supermarket. But within a couple of months, I had pretty much exercised him and felt wonderful. My energy lifted. My self-esteem was slowly climbing. An amazing thing started happening to me. I, I signed with a commercial agent, and I booked two commercials in one week. As much as I'd like to blame Bruno for everything, to be fair, I always had the choice to leave. So my unhappiness was of my own making. I needed to find the meaning of true self-love to pave the way for lasting love with a soulmate. Yet I think there was another angle to my sojourn with Bruno. Maybe in life's journey, we need the very people that we love to force us to grow. I thought I was fine, but Bruno uncovered my weak spot and used it for target practice. Even though I thought my self-image was good, it wasn't all it needed to be. So I attracted someone that showed me exactly what I needed to work on. I couldn't really see myself, and so I couldn't really see Bruno. Other people are mirrors, and our own reflection in their eyes isn't always rosy. After so much heartache and disappointment, deep diving into the shadows and the dark side of romantic relationships, I've come to the conclusion that our trauma is our training, and that is a good thing in the end. And so, as you can see, that was a part of my life in my late 20s and on into my about 35. I think it was 27 to 35. That was my experience there, constantly crying. I remember calling my dad on the phone, crying all the time, my poor dad. And he'd say, go make yourself a cup of tea. Let's talk about this. What can we do here? And finally, when one time he said, well, Marley, you must like it. And I said, what do you mean? He says, well, otherwise you'd leave because I just wouldn't give it up. But, you know, these, these relationships, there's gaslighting, there's trauma bonding, there's breadcrumbing, there's all these terms, right? Well, we don't realize we're in a relationship with, with manipulators, with, with this narcissistic type of uh, personality. And we get so entrenched and we just can't seem to let go. And over the years, I... That was not my last relationship like that. I went ahead and did it again because I didn't clear out those patterns. I didn't have the self-esteem, the self-love. I didn't conquer the codependency. I didn't work on my shadows. I didn't go back and look at why I stuck in those patterns, and I did not have strong boundaries. I mean, my boundaries were leaking all over the place. And so so I got into boundary. Uh, work in 2019, so many, many, many years after this, right? We're now into into a couple decades later, and the boundary work. You would never think of, you know, you think, okay, well, a boundary is, you know, just telling somebody not what, what not to do. But when I really dove into it, and actually, it's really fun once you get the hang of it. Um, I became a boundary coach through Nancy Levin's Levin Life Coach Academy. And a boundary is really what you will and will not accept or what you will and will not tolerate 
in not only someone else, but within yourself. And when we finally get clear on our boundaries, on what we will and will not accept or tolerate, what we want, truly want for our life, and we learn how to hold it, we learn how to say it, how to express it, um, we go deep, it shifts everything. Things shift in our lives that we just couldn't imagine. And so that is why I am uh, offering a, a new workshop, and it's called A Woman in Total Control of Herself. Oh, how is that? Wouldn't you like to be a woman in total control of yourself? I have felt so out of control for so many years where the other person, the person that I was trying to make happy, the person that was putting me down, gaslighting me, insulting me, I was tap dancing around, walking on eggshells. I was totally out of control, crying, um, depressed, health issues. And after, when I said no more. Now, I'm not going to say that I never uh, go back and look at things. I may never, you know, get triggered or cry ever again. But I am, I can say now that I am a woman in total control of herself. And this is a five-session group experience to get you into alignment, set strong boundaries, conquer codependency, and make friends with your shadow. That shadow. When we think about why we attract these type of uh, relationships, and most women that I speak to um, have had these kind of relationships or continuing to or don't want to continue to attract them now that they're single again and have gotten out of it. But it, if, if we don't conquer the codependency, set strong boundaries and look at the shadow, there's a high probability that not even, not even knowing it, because this is a default energetically, subconsciously, that we will, we, we will revisit that, that we'll step into that again. And so if we think about when we were age 10 and under, most likely there's something major that happened at that time. For me, I was bullied terribly as a child. Uh, I had bright red hair, freckles, very pale skin. Um, there were only maybe one other redhead in my whole school, so we were very rare. So I was, you know, I looked a little geeky. <laughs> I grew into a very pretty uh, young woman as, as the years went by. But gosh, I when looking back, I'm like that, you know, carrot top. I got called names. I was, you know, people would chase me and beat me up. And, and I felt I'm not good enough. Who am I? I'm, I'm less than. And so that uh, installed back into my, into my subconscious. And even though I had a lot of attention from boys as I got older, um, always a lot of attention. And I became a model and an actress and all of that. I, I turned into a beautiful young woman, but I still had that in the back of my mind. I'm not good enough. And so I would uh, subconsciously attract men who would remind me of that, remind me of what an idiot I am, remind me of how stupid, how, you know, whatever, you know, too pale of skin, my nails are too short, or whatever. I mean, it, the list could go on about what they could find wrong with me. And so uh, when, when we realize it, but when I look back and I realize, ah, that's where that pattern developed. And so this time together, just imagine, let's take a deep breath here. And just breathe it out. And just imagine a world where you are in divine alignment with your dreams. You're feeling centered, strong, and in control. And like I said, we're going to tap into why 
you continue to pick pick that same man only in a different pair of pants, why you continue to take crap, put yourself last, accept bread, accept crumbs, and will finally clear up the confusion, frustration, and, and despair. And just visualize yourself stepping through the gateway to a next level experience, putting you on the path to freedom from being a doormat and a people pleaser. Putting yourself first is on the agenda this spring. So what's going to await you on the other side of embracing your inner goddess, your self-worth? So in a woman in total control of, well, a woman in total control of herself is in flow. It's in, she's in sync with her soul. She's in sync with the universe, attracting fully aligned relationships, synchronicities, Magic, this is a container where you're fully supported, energetically turned on, tapped in, and tuned into the flow of life. It's just all about becoming the woman who confidently knows what she wants, what she will and will not accept or tolerate, and embraces life with grace, with dignity, and strong boundaries. So in this space, we will have broken old patterns, Attracting, crafting a life filled with passion, purpose, and unapologetic boundary badassery. And so I would love you to join me. We are, this is a, a group experience um, starting March. It's a, a full week, March 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. So Monday through Friday at noon Pacific. It is in a private Facebook group where I'll go live, but you don't have to worry if you can't make it live because you'll have lifetime access and you can watch the replays anytime. And I do have some, um, you know, upgrades from that as well. And the the, um, link is back in the show notes, or you could go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com and just Go under work with me, and then you'll see a woman in total control of herself. But um, there's an there. Uh, we've got the five day workshop. We also have where you can have a one on one 45 minute integration and coaching session with me. And then there's a VIP experience where you'll have the workshop plus the one on one session, a shamanic water spirit healing session, and a tarot reading. And so I would love for you to check that out. And it's time. It's time to stop the pattern. It's time to choose something new. It's time to choose ourselves and not allow lower frequency, unaligned relationships rule our emotions, rule our life. It's time to stop crying, it's time to stop being depressed, and it's time to step into everything that you can be because you have things that you, you have gifts to share with the world, you have things that you need to bring out, people are waiting for you, they're waiting for you, and you can't step into that if you are put down, laid down, and not lifted up to your highest potential, and so I will leave you with that, I love you so much. And until next time. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, 
please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, MarlaMartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.